That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. One of my favorite discoveries right now on avakind.com, we're doing this quick hit product. You have 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Should I get my timer ready? (sighs) Maybe. All right, let's see how you do. Okay. Okay. Um, Oh, you can't do seconds. You can't? No. Just do countdown from one minute. Okay, you're right. Okay. All right. Go. Okay. So the PE round one sweatshirt, that was our professional enthusiast first release. I wore it to the U.S. Open um, a while ago. Yes. And one of our former employees, Michelle, emailed me and was like, oh, my God, I'm buying this for NFL kickoff because it's just like such a good way of screaming fan without team. Hey, that was really good. Thank you so much. That was great. Use the code a few things for 10% off your sweatshirt order. You ended it on a really poetic note. Thank you. Although you were 0.68 seconds over your time limit when you said it, I'd still like to honor it. You said it's such a great way to, what did you say? To say fan without saying team. Wow. Thank you. You would think that I had written that down, but no, I just. Did Michelle um, write that or you wrote that in your head? I, when I'm thinking about the 15 seconds, was trying to summarize, but Michelle Great wrote work. a wonderful email about this. Everybody's like, now it's way over 15 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Sorry, but that um, was good. We've got a poet on you. our hands. Thank you so much. Um, hey, this is a best of 10 things episode. I think people, you know, love these best of 10 things episodes. I do. I think it's fun to talk about these them. things that we get so psyched on. Speaking of professional enthusiasm. Speaking of, what are you enthused on? To keep with this theme yes. for a moment um, of the U.S. Open um, and of tennis and of fandom, um, the sports bra that Serena Williams swears by, that she has sworn by for a good long time, it's by this brand called Berlay, which is Australian. It is their high-performance, smooth-styling sports bra. And I'm telling you all that. That was good QVC voice. Thank you. I'm telling You're you welcome. all that in case you want to Google it and buy it because it's really good. It's underwire, um, which, you know. My friend Bryce, like, 10 times kept emailing and texting to be like, but does she really like that bra? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, just buy the thing. Try it out. She's like, I want, I want to try it. But like, did she really like it? Or is she just saying that because Serena? And I'm like, no, she really likes it. Here's what I will say. I'm not, I'm not just saying it because of Serena yeah. and Serena's not just saying it because of endorsements <laughs> because she's been wearing this bra for like 20 years, way before it was even sold in the U S and way before she had any sort of endorsement. What do you deal like about it? You don't move. 
That's um, great. I, that it does what a sports bra is supposed to do. Is it one do. of those ones that has a clasp? It has a clasp. Okay. It has shoulders. Like it has like nice. sort of like thick bra straps, mm-hmm. shoulder straps, but they're not like broader at the top or mm-hmm. anything. They're not like weirdly padded. Right. Um, Cause my, the sports bras that get like immediately discarded in my life are the ones that dig, dig in a way where I end up with a migraine because like they have like either like a halter type yeah, thing no, no, or no. there's just like, it doesn't cut in on tight. your neck. It doesn't yeah. just like doesn't That's cut it. in Anything, anywhere. The thing, the ones that cut in on the neck, I will get a headache immediately. Like within 30 minutes of putting it on, it's horrible. And you never know. Cause it's like, I don't buy the halter ones. Cause those really, just yeah, like no, I do not like those. Um, or it's not like a halter, but like a triangle t- you know what yeah, I'm No, about. I know what you mean. Um, a crisscross, like, yeah, back. I can't yeah. get into those. And then, yeah, when it's too tight around, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. No, this one is wonderful for tennis, for running, for any high impact sort of activities, high performance, high performance, high impact, high performance. Okay. Um, I, would like to call out something that I learned about kind of a while ago, but I've been thinking about a lot lately for some reason, which is the medical ID on iPhone, which I just had no idea existed totally. until I read about it. But basically, um, this blogger, Jerry Hirsch, her husband um, was on a run, had some sort of a medical incident where he basically like passed out cold. So and scary. So scary. <sighs> and he got taken to yeah. the hospital by a good Samaritan stranger and it was only basically by chance that hours later a nurse was able to figure out his wife, Jerry's phone number to contact her and say, your husband's in the hospital. And the nurse told Jerry about this thing, medical ID, which is basically a profile on your iPhone that you can fill out with all of your relevant medical information and your medications you take or like whatever. Yeah. And your emergency contact. And it is the only screen that people can access when your phone is locked and all of the EMTs know about it. Um, because so, the ice thing that people do, mm-hmm. people can't see that if they don't have your code. Exactly. Because yeah. okay. all phones are locked now. So like yeah. the ice thing is only semi-useful. Right. But this medical ID screen is accessible to anybody. And obviously anybody who works in the medical profession knows yes, about that, it yeah. and knows how to find it, which I'm just like, wow, what a life-saving thing and life-changing thing. And so I just, obviously, immediately after I learned about it, I went around to all of my friends and family who were like, but did you do this yet? Did you do this? And like made them show it to you me You know what feels phone. weird to me that they don't, that when you set up your phone, it, it's not like part of the automated setup process. Because it does feel like something that we should all just naturally have it part of our, like the programming of the phone, right? I agree. It seems so critical. And the fact that I didn't even know it existed is yeah. wild to me. Yeah. Um, and especially just like ugh, all these people who are living in hurricane zones right now, just yeah. like ha- ha- you just never know what's going to happen. It's no. just important to have this information available. Can you bring us to a later note? Yes. Um, it's also related to phones. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, it's totally okay. Um, my thing that I discovered on the iPhone, <laughs> we're like, we're like people in our eighties. Like, <laughs> so I made the font real big and now it works for me. Honestly, so great. I feel like there's a time in our lives where we would have put that in. Like, did you know you can change the font yeah, size? Totally. On the iPhone? <laughs> totally. Um, or in our future lives. Yeah, um, also. so I realized that in the notes app on the phone, you can make shared notes um that is actually life-changing I know I mean I know I you when it's, I found this you were where when I did this with you you were like but you should put this in 10 things because I don't think so people know. good yeah do you know so Eric and I use it for like little like things that we need to have ongoing brainstorms of yes it. but what I actually think it is most life-changing for is a shared grocery list oh yeah 100% luckily Thomas's phone is so old because it's my old one that <laughs> doesn't have shared notes so I can't do any of that oh Thomas because he has a hand-me-down phone 
It's his um, first iPhone, too. <laughs> and his first smartphone, right? Yeah. Yeah, Thomas. Yeah. Oh, Thomas. He's getting there. Um, it really, like, the number of uses for this thing are insane. We also have a note called for the memoirs. Mm-hmm. Um, where That's we the just, most, I'm like, what other ones do we have? That's we've the had most brainstorm things of, like, we when have, we're hiring for jobs, like, true. where we should post That's or true. who we should reach out to or those. We have things usage that just, are, like, legit work purposes but then we also use it for for the memoirs of just like stories or things that happen where you're like i want to never forget this well the thing that makes it so good for the grocery list is the same thing that makes it so good as for the memoirs you only it's you only think of these things when you're like between the subway and your office and you're definitely not going to open up a google note and you're definitely or a google Google drive Drive. and you're definitely not going to remember it by the time you get to wherever you're going and that's why that so that's like my distinction between the use of a google doc and a shared note. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, yeah. Pretty life-changing. Um, ugh, I mean, all of my all of my things on my list today are life-changing, but this one also really is. Um, for contact lens wearers, the yeah. most annoying thing ever is bringing... Besides touching your eyeballs. I doesn't that even doesn't bother, bother me Yeah, anymore. I don't think doesn't that would bother, bother me. I, I mean, taking them me. out every night is annoying, but then like, it also yeah. forces... No, it's not even the touching. It's... I just want to go to bed immediately. I don't want to have to do Remember things. Remember that time when you slept in your contacts for like how long? I'll never forget it. I got an ulcer on my eyeball. But how long did you sleep in your contacts? For, for most of my early, like late teens and early 20s, I never, like I would like take them out. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I can't even, it's so, it's so ridiculous. I would only take them out every couple of days. Like it didn't occur to me that this was something a that, that was like, a real problem. Yeah. I was just like, whatever. If I, cause I'd slept with them in and then woken up and it was fine and so I was like I'm gonna keep on doing this and then I got an ulcer on my eyeball oh my god then remember very recently um a few of your high school friends and I both all sent you the same article that was in the New York Times (laughs) about this woman who I can't you'll have to help me she had like 700 contact lenses in her eyes she'd never taken them out but like just kept putting them in she kept putting them in well because she was getting like headaches or something (laughs) or she was like she was basically like something's not right and she went to the eye doctor and they're like ma'am you have 700 contact lenses in this eye you that's what the pressure's from (laughs) and everyone immediately sent it to Claire (laughs) well when I went to the eye doctor when I had that ulcer on my eye she was like you need to start taking your your contact lenses out every single night. And if you come to see me in, again and this is a problem, I'm going to stop seeing you as a patient because that's how important this is. These are your eyes. And, like, I refuse to, like, I, this like, behavior. Rejection by a doctor <laughs> is, like, a really specific form of rejection. But she did. Are you still seeing her? No, she's on the Upper West Side. Okay, I can't. Okay. I, like, I, so I, you I, broke up with her. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I've also never seen an eye doctor twice because I'm like, who <laughs> it literally works across the street from my office? You can do this right now. Yeah, exactly. You can do this right now. But she also did tell me a ton of stories that like basically made me look like a very good contact lens wearer because she she had a similar so story. So she made you feel good about yourself somehow. <laughs> yeah, she had a similar story <laughs> of some college kid who came in and was like, I'm just like... Um, I just feel like my eyesight's really bad. And she was like, you, did you even know you had contact lenses in? Anyway, this is all beside the point because the real point is that buying contact lens solution when you travel is so annoying because the contact lens solution industry is so evil and insidious that obviously they sell the travel things in two ounce sizes, yeah. which is so yeah. rude yeah. and it's so expensive. And you can't just, I, I thought that you couldn't just refill these things. Well, some hero posted a YouTube video on basically how to remove the cap on a travel-sized contact lens 
solution wow. bottle so that you can refill it from your regular bottle and you don't have to keep buying these new ones. And my mind was blown because it's always the thing that I forget to buy. In fact, every year, every October, I go to Massachusetts to visit one of my high school friends. And every year when I get there, I'm like, we got to go to the drugstore because I don't have contact. I mean, I've solution. definitely gone to the drugstore with you multiple times so in like LA or wherever. Yeah, I never yeah. remember. It. But then the amazing thing is that when I put this in 10 things, a customer wrote in and she was like, most people don't realize this, but contact lens solution is a medical supply. So you're allowed to bring it for more than, in more than three oh, ounces, which I was like, this is another great tip. Yeah. Which to be honest, like no one wants to carry around the full size. No, ones. no, They're no, huge, no, no, yeah, but no, there are but it ones. It's nice to know. It's nice it to know. And there's minute. also ones that are in between sizes that like would be five good ounce, to, yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway, I just thought I should share it on the podcast because I did get a lot of notes of gratitude from people. And you found uh, this by Googling it? Or how did yeah, you Yeah, I think I did finally just break down and was like, there has got to be a better, a better way. way. Yeah. yeah. The world must I have solved for this problem. It's like the thing, I mean, you know about my packing anxiety and yeah. how I feel like it takes Well, so I guess long. the thing is, I'm like impressed that you found it by Googling it, but then you also do set aside 15 hours to pack. <laughs> yeah. So like, what are you going to do with all that time? If not, try to solve the like bigger picture travel pack problems i really i think that must be how i found it i'm pretty sure it is i I can't remember but yeah i go into like a fugue state when i pack so (laughs) i can't remember how could you possibly recall what happened while you were packing that's right um somewhat related to this um very related yeah very related to what you can and cannot bring on an airplane um one of my favorite instagram accounts ever um at tsa um it's honestly so brilliant it is just the best it is just the best it like ids it answers questions of like can you bring this on an airplane like this apple pie can i bring it on an airplane but they but it's it's not like they're just doing that they're picking like the funniest most ridiculous questions no, that they, they get it is definitely have a strategy and a personality and a point of view and a take and like a voice they also show you the knives they confiscated that day and then they profile the like the tsa dogs and they're so funny. And it will always be like, we got a question from a follower. Can I bring my hand grenade shaped water bottle on the plane? And it'll be like, you can, but you can't have it filled with water. And it'll be like the picture of the water bottle yep. that's shaped like a hand grenade. Yep. Um, um, it's really good. So Bon Appetit recently did a profile. How um, do you think that Bon Appetit decided that they were the publication to write this piece? I think they tried to insert a lot of food people ask about bringing mm, on planes into okay. this. Can I bring this deep dish pizza? It was a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they just thought the story would like this, someone had to write it. Someone had to write it and doggone it. It was going to be them. That's right. Um, I think was the take. Yeah. Um, so the guy who runs the TSA social media has been doing it for like a good long while, like better, better part of a decade. And he's not stop. Like, so, so you're telling me that. The TSA has had a position within their organization for that long that's just social media manager. Yeah, well, he now has a team, but he really took it upon himself. He was like an agent. Um, He took it upon himself um, to, like, really go at the social media thing hard. He's, like, in his 40s or 50s. Um, He's not like your, like, 24-year-old social media manager. I would never expect someone so youthful would be able to execute an instagram account in such a wise manner exactly um he really knows what he's doing he takes a lot of joy in it he just like really loves his job and now he has a team 
Um, it's very exciting and impressive. He, they ask like people, they have like an ask TSA thing on Instagram yeah. or on Twitter. Like there's like a lot going on um, and he seems really excited about it. We'll share the article in the recap. It's very worth reading. I love him. It also just gives you that so much hope of being like, oh, right. Any brand can have like a point of view. Any brand can like have would a take. That, would that any br- every brand had this this good content? Yes. It's great. That's um, great. Would you want to share your Instagram, your Instagram hit? Uh, yeah, I'm really, I have to pull it up um, on my phone. So Joanna Aviles, I may be like putting the emphasis on the wrong Syllable. syllables on her last name. I hope not. Has this series on Instagram. It's she's old She's an now. illustrator. She's, she's an like illustrator. Cool yeah, illustrator. She's, and you would recognize her illustrations. They show up in like the New Yorker and in the New York Times and lots of cool places. Um, <laughs> you, you, know places. How, you know how cool the New York Times is. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the cool kids. So she did it. this series a while ago, which I recently resurfaced when we were doing our best of 10 things roundups. And I, it was just one of those things I was banging the table being like, I can't believe how good this is. And it <laughs> you, is, were, you sent me like six of them. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I've seen, I know. And, but also we do them. this with each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're just so funny. Um, so basically it's called the golden age of Instagram and it imagines if all of these actors from the golden age of Hollywood had Instagram accounts, what they would be like. And then it has little illustrations to go with them. And they're all so funny and so spot on. And we were just talking about, um, the movie Ingrid goes West, which we haven't seen yet, but our editor Liz has, and she was describing how it gets Instagram. So right. And I felt like this totally same way. I'll read you Brigitte Bardot. I don't even remember which one is in the Brigitte Bardot, but I trust that every single one of these posts is so good. That I, this <laughs> you don't even need to scream. Yeah. Brigitte Bardot once used 18 filters on a single photo. She actually preferred to spruce up a selfie in a separate app, pushing the balance of recognizable self-portraiture until all that remained were two coal-rimmed eyes leering out from a digital abyss. Things got out of control, excessive use of the quote-unquote baby filter, and Brigitte <laughs> was forced to outsource the work to her assistant. However, she always dictated her own caption, made made sure it was signed Bisou Brigitte. <laughs> They're all really good. Um, there's also Paul Newman, Audrey Hepburn, Kim Novak I really liked. Ooh, yeah. Um, Kim Novak was very dutiful with her social media presence. She used it to let people know when a film was premiering or reveal a few behind-the-scenes shots from set. She used the words grateful and an honor frequently when describing various <laughs> projects and collaborators. It should be known that Kim was not above food pics. <laughs> and then it's like Audrey Hepburn obviously posted all of, or no, Marilyn Monroe posted all of these inspirational quotes. Audrey Hepburn didn't give the people what they wanted. Jane Mansfield had over 2.6 million followers and loved Instagram because it allowed her to let everyone know what she was doing all day. And it was mostly photos of her dogs. Like it just goes on. It's very good. I suggest you look it's at it. Wonderful. It's wonderful. It's really wonderful. Um, I feel like a best of 10 things episode would not be complete without snacks. Definitely not. Um, my favorite chip right mm-hmm. now which i feel like for both of us is a pretty big honor i think we huge like, honor i also feel like the older i've gotten the more i'm into like a salty snack oh, yeah. um and, like a chip Congratulations. Um, welcome you were well, always I, into like a sweeter thing yeah no yeah, i feel like yeah. i feel like my tastes have changed Very sophisticated um and my you. favorite chip right now are the zaps voodoo heat chips um they're really good they are really good but here's my question for yeah, you tell me you're calling them your favorite chip i think they're incredible do you like them more than the all-dressed chip? I think I do. Wow. But they both but they like really have similar flavor profiles. They do. They so do. They, so Zaps is like a Louisiana brand. Mm-hmm. Um it's like very like it, it's like one of those like local food companies that yeah. people like seriously sweat, but that is now 
much more broadly available. Um, The flavor is somewhere between salt and vinegar. This is making me so hungry. My stomach just like opened up and was so ready. I know. Salt and vinegar. Yeah. Barbecue. Yeah. And jalapeno. It's some combination of those three. Yeah. Which the difference for me. And it's like a honey barbecue. A honey barbecue. I think that is exactly right. I think it is salt and vinegar, (laughs) honey barbecue. I'm really sorry. So I would say the difference between this chip and the Ruffles all dress Mm -hmm. chip, which is your favorite chip right now, which is a recent Canadian import. Yeah. And it basically just means like all the flavors. Yeah. No, that's a hundred. Yeah. Is that it doesn't have the spice. The okay. like all yeah. dress doesn't have the spice. Okay. And I do like a little bit. Yeah. I also feel like the spice maybe helps me stop eating it eventually. Oh, that's interesting. Because the I all dress chip, I could just. I don't eat. have that problem. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. My mouth is literally watering. Um, <laughs> it was really hard for me to leave the all dress chip out of the best of 10 things snack theme. I know. I know. We did. I had a chip. Yeah. No, well, I had a chip too. I put the chickpea oh, chip yeah. in. It's a different kind of chip. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just felt like the chickpea chip was something that was more readily available because the all dress chip mm-hmm. is Canadian and only and we ordered available. on the internet. We ordered on Amazon. It's only in available bulk. in select U.S. markets. Yeah, um, we ordered like a thirty-six pack for the office. Ruby has been hiding them from us. I know where which they are. I didn't, I'm not telling you. I didn't know until I went up to her one day and I was like, "Hey, Ruby, do we have any more all dress chips?" And she goes. She looks at me like very coyly and she goes, how desperate are you? And I was like, really desperate? And she goes and basically like moves a full length mirror and like then takes out a box. Like it was a whole yeah, they're thing. Yeah, in like a big bin somewhere. The, the wonderful thing is that like it, to hide things in our office right now. It's so easy. It's so easy because yeah. our office is in such disarray. Yeah. That like to hide something is a real joke. I actually really appreciated it because I think part of Ruby's issue with the all dress chips is that they're really they're they're chi- they're potato chips, they're not good for you and no. she she likes that we generally have very healthy snacks totally. in the office, which I feel like most people who work at of a kind or have worked at of a kind have always been like, why do you insist on only having nuts in the office? Yeah, totally. So I like that Ruby is encouraging of our healthier our, ways. Our snacks are definitely one of those like tests to be like, are you really hungry? Like that's if you're exactly really hungry, right. you'll eat one of these things. Which is also very yeah, economical. Totally. It's it, That's exactly right. If you're really hungry, you will eat the pretzels or the almonds. Yeah, totally. Or the trail mix. Yeah. Um, okay, my snack. Oh, I'm really into this one too. I feel very strongly about this, and I, I feel similarly like I feel to Golden Age of Instagram. Like I want to bang the table, and everybody needs to yeah, know about yeah. it. Yeah. So you know, Pau de Queijo. It's yeah, it's a Brazilian tapioca like bread thing. So it's naturally gluten free. Yes. Although I think some are made with tapioca flour and some are made with yucca flour. Fine. I don't, I'm not sure Fine. about the crotons. Yes, Great. but it's naturally gluten-free and they usually are they always have all, cheese in them. The queijo is cheese. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. So I'm going to guess they always have cheese. Yeah, they always them. have cheese. They're the best thing. And I, and they're kind of hard to find because, I don't know, not that Brazilian many Brazilian food are, has not gotten, it, ha- the, right. it, it's due. That's right. Yeah. But whenever I go to, um, there's a cafe on 6th Avenue, which I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of, O Cafe, and yeah. then Brigadero Bakery, yeah. and then um, uh, Oka, Oka on Mulberry in Soho. Street in They Soho. all have them, and that's always like my treat. Well, the geniuses at a company called U-Buns have made a freezer version. And theirs are Yuka, because the U, Those Y-U. are Yuka, yeah, yeah. Y-U-C-C-A. They sell them at Foragers, and I'm sure a bunch of other places, um, but look it up, because they have stockists on their website. They're, they come in a bag. They're frozen. You, literally all you do is put them on the pan and then put them in the oven for 20 minutes. And 
they are so delicious and guests are so impressed. I've had them at your house like twice in the last three weeks um, and they were delicious both times. Yeah. And the second time you were worried that we stopped paying attention to them and that they burned and they still tasted delicious. They still tasted good when I yeah. overcooked them. That's... They're one of those things where it's like a subtle taste of cheese. Yeah. And they're very soft and chewy on the inside, yeah. like almost like a Play-Doh. I don't know. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> it's so good. It really, and you can doughy. tell yourself yeah. it's... Yes, it's doughy and you can tell yourself it's healthy. Yeah, totally. Way more than you can with the Zaps chips. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know, but chips chips are gluten-free too. Yeah, but potato chips. Deep fried slices yeah, of potato with fake know. seasoning on them. No sugar though. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did we do the thing where we said that um, that sweatshirt is ten percent off with the code a few things. We did, but you were so impressed with my cell. <laughs> you were so impressed with my cell of uh, fandom without teams. That Say it again. Can, it was so good. It's a perfect way to proclaim that you're a fan without, or cl- to claim a f- being a fan without. I'm really not doing a good <laughs> job. The second you were time. like, it's a great way to say I'm a fan without having to say team. Yeah, it's a great way to say fan without team. It was so good. Thank you. Um, I did it way better <laughs> well, half guess an hour what? ago. If you want to say fan without saying team, you can use the code a few things for 10% off that sweatshirt. Yeah, do it. Um, while you're at it, send us some emails with things you want us to hear to hear about on a few things, a few things at ofakind.com. Follow us on Instagram at ofakind, Twitter ofakind. Who's, All that no stuff. one's doing the other things. Just no. follow us on Instagram. Yeah, just follow That's us on where Instagram. where we are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and listen to back episodes of the podcast. Leave us reviews on the podcast um, app on iTunes. It's very helpful if you leave us reviews on iTunes. It helps get the word out. Yeah, that's the show. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. So many of you guys write in and ask about our theme song. It is called Butterfield East, and it is composed and performed by the Soulful Saints. You can check them out over at DallaRecords.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.